Hey, what's up, guys? It's Yoko. So, I have the unfortunate pleasure of telling you this week that uh, this week's episode of Show Me Your News is essentially lost. And what I mean by that is, well, you'll see, that when we were experimenting with our new livestream.com slash SMYN, we were having issues when people in the chat were saying that the buzzsaw and the Nardist were sounding demonic, and we had no idea what that was even like. So I thought, you know, well, I'm recording it fine, so we should be okay. Well... Um, the bus on the Nardis did end up sounding demonic, and you can barely make them out. I I do not know what caused this. Uh, we had the Zubats last episode. We have this this episode. I can totally understand if you skip this episode, because it is difficult to make them out. But you can kind of understand what they're saying. I'm just getting this out of the way that I am aware of the issues. I don't. I do not need to be harped on. Um, yeah, I, I can't understand Buzz and the Nardis. What's wrong with that? I'm aware of the issue, I don't know what caused it, and we'll try to fix it next time, because we're doing some new technical stuff with Livestream.com slash SMYN. So, instead of, you know, not providing an episode, and we're not recording it all over again, like that one episode, instead of just, you know, saying lost episode, here it is, the best I can salvage it. Enjoy. This week, on Show Me Your News, Nintendo 3DS, Sonic 4 Episode 1, and Gears of War 3's delay are discussed. Also, Guybrush the Jedi, Law & Order's Game Addiction, a Nintendog attack, and much more. Mail time is also featured. What are the host's favorite and least favorite foods? Finally, an It's Your Turn from Cafe Barista 46 on the Mario Timeline. On the bus, and I have guessed the Nardist on this week. Hey, gaming world, I implore you to... Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News! Matters the most to you. Rumor filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases, and plays to be the games we want to talk about. Our top stories today. Hey Buzz, why don't you tell us about what we're going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about lots of good stuff. Um, the headlines we have Sonic 4 details, Gears of War 3 major delay, the Guybrush the Jedi, Law and Order Game Edition, and Nintendo and Dog Attack. And our guest this week. He is the Nardist, who you may know him from at the end of the week podcast. We had him on episode 51 of the show. And 20 episodes later, it's good to see him back from Nintendo Pals. Please welcome the Nardist. Hey guys, wow. Can I just go ahead and say that your intro has upgraded tremendously since the last time I was here? We try to make things a little more professional, and a good intro does help the cause. No kidding. Wow. Mm hmm. Um, Precisely. Consistency is the key, and professionalism is the key, and having fun is key too. But and you know what's also <laughs> you know what's also key? Also key is having a new live stream service. So Stickham kind of made some changes. We used to be a big proponent of Stickham. It's been 
36 episodes that we had live, you know, shows on stickham.com slash SMYN, well, they made changes that we kind of weren't fans of. So, no longer, we are now on livestream.com. So, if you're live streaming episodes, it would make sense to go to livestream.com slash SMYN, and we have shows there. The nice thing they do is they actually record the video when you go live. So, you get to see all the pre-show shenanigans and all that, and we're going to be having, I guess, the videos of the uh, the live stream recorded, but not the chat. you got to stop by because the chat is, is totally where it's at. I um, also want to mention that out recently, uh, things we're talking about, uh, going to be talking about Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, Dead Rising 2, and the big in this week is Nintendo 3DS because they did have that press conference over in Japan where they talked about the release date and the price in Japan and all that good stuff. So it, it's perfect that we have an artist here who does a Nintendo podcast to talk some Nintendo 3DS. It's so expensive! But it's maxi. We can just say that it's maxi. So we like to start off the show, if you never listen to Show Me News, with a What Are You Playing segment, or plain, like a plain. Um, <laughs> This is where the, we talk about the games that we've been playing recently over the past couple of weeks because we are all gamers at heart, and we give a little mini review of them. So, Buzz, what have you been playing? Well, of course, as fans will probably know, I've been playing Borderlands, and the new DLC came out, the Claptrap Revolution. It was actually painfully short. Um, if anyone, if anyone in the audience is familiar with the game, um, they do and try to. You know, they basically they became self-aware. They want to start their own revolution and take over everything. And you have to go through and start killing crap traps. Whereas before this DLC, crap traps were your friends and guided you and helped you. And uh, it was really short. Like I said, it was uh, Sugar and I sat down and played it together, and we got through the core story in one sitting. It was actually pretty pretty brief. Hmm. So there's, there's a lot of extra side missions to do. So I'm not too disappointed. Um, if you're a fan of Borderlands. Uh, I would probably say don't get it, because it's not quite worth it like the other ones are, but I'm to the point where I'm a huge, huge Gearbox fan now, and I want them to have my money, so I bought it anyway. But you go up to level 69. Not in this one. There's a patch coming. Really? There's going to be a patch they're going to release in a week or two that will give eight extra levels to everybody, regardless of, even if you have no DLC, you can now level up to level 58 if you have no DLC. If you have General Knox, you can go up to 69. So that hasn't come out yet. So I'm actually holding off on this extra side quests that I haven't done until that patch comes out so I can actually use the experience you know, to level up and stuff. That makes sense. So, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands, and I went ahead and tested Borderlands on the OnLive service. Oh, yeah. Because you, like, you were the first one to talk about OnLive on Show Me Your News. Yeah. It's... it's they're, I, I have a really major love-hate relationship with OnLive, as you probably remember. But, um, well, for those who don't know, what is OnLive? OnLive is the... Describe it. It's so weird. <laughs> um, it's an online streaming service for video games. Think of Netflix online streaming service, not the mailing app. That'd be Gamefly. Think of Netflix streaming of movies with games. The idea is that the game sits on a server, runs on a server, and all that is swapped between your computer and the game server is your computer sends off inputs, you know, your keyboard and mouse server. 
the server, the, the remote box, processes your inputs, gets the next frame of video, and sends that video back. So it's like you're playing the game remotely. You know, it's, it's really, really trippy. And so um, there's been a lot of skepticism, a lot of, you know, discussion about it, you know, up until it came out. It came out in June, officially, and there was beta testing before that. But there's been a lot of skepticism over, you know, the internet lag and how, what the quality of the gameplay would be, what the quality of the video would be, and all this stuff. So I'm really excited to finally get a chance to play it. And so, obviously, to get a very, I don't know, I guess, objective and side-by-side -side comparison, I used my trial to play Borderlands. I was like, I have Borderlands, I can make a direct comparison, let's do this. Seems so, possible, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, a good way to see what the differences were, precisely. Mm -hmm. And so, I played Borderlands, and uh, it, I have a lot of mixed re reactions to it. In general, I'll first say, it's a lot better than I thought it would be. Like, I have one of the crappiest internet connections on the planet. You do. And yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's not too slow, but it's very finicky and very laggy and very, just all kinds of problems. So I, I already had doubts how it would perform. But to my surprise, it was actually fairly responsive. Like, you know, yes, I could see lag. You know, you, you, you push a button or do something and there was a slight delay. You know, it was definitely noticeable, but it was playable. Like, I went through the whole first area of Borderlands and uh, just completed a bunch of missions. Uh, I can see how the service would definitely expand the market to people who don't care about having a perfect score, don't care about getting all the achievements, you know, and just want to play the game just to have fun. In that respect, it works. And I was playing the game, I think it, I think it was at 720p, which is a higher wow. setting. And uh, it was pretty smooth. But granted, uh, I'm still at the point where I would never, ever pay for it because <laughs> as expected, it wasn't often, but as expected, there'd be periodic, you know, freezes because, you know, my connection's doing something dumb, or there's skips or hiccups or, you know, just things like that, just those little problems. And there are times when I don't have internet at all. Just those reasons alone keep me away from paying any money for the service. So it, it, I'm sad to report on it that way. But as, other than that, just looking at the service itself, it's pretty good. And I would love on live to play demos. Like, yeah, oh, I've never yeah. been seen before. I'm going to pop in and just try it right now. But as far as owning games, mm, not my cup of tea. See, this is I coming from you who don't, you don't have a Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3 where you get right. So prefacing that statement with that. Uh, Cafe Barista 46 says in the chat that his high school teacher's son invented on live. High school teacher's son? So Wasn't it invented by Perlman? What's his first name? Steve Perlman? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty cool. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> now, when, when I was at E3, I saw that they did have a little stand for uh, on live, and I remember that you know we were all just so skeptical about it, and they had like a drawing for like win a free year of on live, and yeah. I, I just didn't really go for it because I'm like, nah, pass. Yeah, I I still can't get over just the basic premise of you own nothing. The game is just out there, and it's up to them. They can pull the plug on whatever they want, and you know. Who's to know that your game will be available later on? And for some games, that doesn't matter. Some games, people get tired of them and move on. That doesn't, doesn't apply. But in my case, uh, I buy games I like to keep, so, you know, you don't see me owning any attention. But while they give me these free trials, I'll definitely try around with this. <laughs> so. well, that's actually would be tremendously successful if they ever nail it down. But it also sounds like it would be really expensive to maintain. 
Yeah, that's my other problem, is uh, I really think they didn't do their business model correctly. Like, as, if, you, if you look at the idea of what it takes to work it and to make it functional and fast and, and fun for everyone, what they should have done is had a higher uh, monthly fee and made all the games free. And, like, you just play, you know, basically a monthly subscription. Because the way it is right now, like Yoko said, they're giving out free years to get people addicted to it, but when, when the service is on the normal cycle, you pay a monthly fee, and you buy games. So if you buy a bunch of games, and then next year you, stop, you don't pay your monthly fee, you lose access to all those games you bought. And the games cost full price. It costs retail price. Yeah. That's the problem. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Um, in my opinion, it would make more sense that you pay 10, even 15, let's say $15 a month, but you, just, you don't pay for games. You just play anything you want, you just go around doing what you want, and, and what they probably do is distribute your monthly fees based on, you know, playtime. You know, what game is most popular? Oh, that publisher gets the biggest cut or whatever, you know. That'd be kind of like Gamefly on demand. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's just my thought on it, so... I'm live. So, but other than that, you know, I'm live or not, I was playing Warlands the whole time. I didn't really play anything else. <laughs> so... Well, well, that's, that's good. Why we, we appreciate the research there. Yeah. So, Nardis, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter Tribe for, for the Nintendo Wii. Mm. It's, uh, it's still fairly addicting. I, I know I, I tried to get you addicted, but I tried to right. tell, tell you that before. But, uh, yeah, we're still playing. It's the, it's the weirdest thing. Like, you know, like Super Crash Brothers, like, it, it got kind of stale playing online after a while, like, the novelty wore off. But, uh, it's, it just has such a, a solid gameplay. You can go out and say, hey, you feel like chatting yet? How about kill some monsters while we're at it? Alright. So, I mean, it's it's not like it's super addictive anymore, but it's still something fun to do. Well, it, it's the uh, the number one Wii game as far as uh, gameplay hours go, according to the Nintendo channel, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it did but pass Brawl, which was taking that top spot for the longest time. It's, it's very easily the best online experience on the Wii. Hmm. I mean... And it doesn't really matter. Like, I know people who are super into fighting games and only play fighting games, and they own it. And I know people who are only into first-person shooters, and they own it, and they all play it. So it's got, it's got a little bit of something for everybody. And the online, I mean, it's flawless. I mean, occasionally you'll, you'll get kicked out. They'll say, like, uh, connection dropped due to ser uh, server error or something. Mm -hmm. But even, even still, so... Minorly inconvenient, but you just jump right back on and you're having fun. Where, I mean, there's like no lag. I, I, I don't think I've ever once experienced lag. Wow. And it's four player uh, co op, so, and beyond that, it's got a ton of replay value, even offline. There's tons of items. I still haven't collected everything yet. So, for co collector freaks, there's, there are very like achievements in the form of coins and things like that. So, if you, if you enjoy, like, Way to go, Capcom. Props. Yeah. And you've also been uh, visiting the Planet Reach? Yes, I've been very, very interested in Halo Reach. Uh, I'm currently writing a Halo Reach experience uh, paper where uh, it's not just, just playing Halo, it's more like, the, the, like going to the new Halo release and all that, just getting hyped for Halo. So, but, but playing the game itself, I mean, the, the daily achievements are what have me hooked. Like, right. e e every single day, they'll say something, oh, it's like weekly and daily achievements, like, play 17 
Yeah. And especially for, for people like me who like to get everything. And you know, I'm trying to get all the, the helmets and the dog and that, that sounds a whole lot more reasonable than Smash Brothers play nine hundred and ninety nine matches to unlock this play fifty thousand matches. Some of the uh, some of the challenges, like with you know the credits, like what is it the the lightning effect when you die with it's like was it like two million credits or something? Yeah, there are some pretty ridiculous ones for the, the like I know people who are saving up for them. So <laughs> I mean, when you're as bad as Halo as I am, those just feel like impossible, and it, it's really demoralizing to. Uh, yeah, my brother has a copy, so we could. Yeah, we t should. We totally should. I, I see on a cross time, but you jump off after a few minutes. Well, it's either but, that or I'm watching videos, because I like the, uh, the whole Windows Media Center connectivity thing. See, Buzz? A benefit of Windows over Linux. Streaming media to your TV with your Xbox 360. I mean, obviously I've not heard of Ms. Ubuntu. I can stream all the crap I want to my TV. I'm just lazy. Curses spoiled again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have been playing Pokemon Black, and you know, I said I, I, I said I've been waiting for uh, yeah. It, it could be Pokemon White, but I decided to be fair and try out Black. Um, and now almost all the Nintendo cross people who are listening have kind of shut off their iPods. Oh, are they trying to avoid spoilers? I would imagine, but it's also mostly out of jealousy. Aha. Well, then they should totally listen, because you can't really spoil a Pokemon game, let's be honest. And <laughs> now, I'm, I it has Pikachu in it? Oh my gosh! It actually doesn't. No way! You just spoiled it for me. Pikachu's not in the game. That's like minus five on the IGN chart right there. Right. I mean, I, I'm at the third gym. I beat the third gym, and I, it's, it's different. Because, you know, they're, they are trying to uh, appeal to the new Pokemon fans, or they're trying to reel in new Pokemon fans. And the interesting thing is, I think it's actually the hardest Pokemon game to date. I think they've done, you know, something with, like, the level scaling and the uh, experience scaling and all that in the story progression that I think it's, it's more difficult to actually, like, raise a balanced team. And some of these gym leaders are pretty tough. Um, yeah, that's why I heard they, uh, they didn't include any of the, uh, the previous versions of Pokemon. Right, right. They wanted to start up with a fresh experience and do everything the way they wanted to do rather than how previous versions dictated they should do. Yeah, once you get the uh, the national decks after beating the Elite Four, clearing the Ishu decks or whatever, 
that's when you can transfer all the the previous Pokemon. But yeah, it's 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 a brand new game and a brand new world, new rivals as you fight for survival. Um, yeah. It was kind of weird because you have like two rivals this time around, which is a different sort of thing. You have Bell and Charon, and for the longest time, I don't know if anyone was like me. When you saw like pictures of Charon, you thought it was a boy because it makes sense. You have a boy rival and you have a girl rival, so whoever you choose, it would be balanced way. They're both girls. Yeah. It's so bizarre, and I'm like, okay, I I pick a male trainer, and I got these two female friends. Why am I doing battling with them? Because it's Japan. Well, which, which is weird, because the game is supposed to be taking place in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I, played I, some, I've played several games, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, this is a harem game. Dang! <laughs> I, I mean, people are questioning that they think Charon is a guy, but I'm pretty sure that Charon is a girl from the things I've been reading. A- at least maybe because, you know, all the text is in Japanese story wise. So hey, I thought, I thought um, said it was a girl. They might have. I mean the things I've read said that it's a girl whatever. Charon is um what's that word? The Oh gosh. Anthro no, it's not anthropomorphous, that's not the right word. Whatever. Yes, like like animal animal was it anamorphs? Was that the thing that was really popular back in the the nineties? Androgynous, that is the word. Thank you, tenacious, from the chat on livestream.com/smyn. Um, but let's see. The uh the first gym is a not a see. I haven't come across any triple rotation battles. That's kind of a strange thing. Um, Wait, you said you were after the third gym. How long have you? Yeah. Is that a from what I've I tried researching a little bit, I think it's like in certain areas, in like certain versions on certain days, maybe you can do a triple in rotation. But you know, some people are confused. Like the first gym, there's like the three monkeys that are you know grass, water, and fire, and um, people thought that like oh it'd be a triple battle with those three. No, no, no. You face the uh, the monkey that is weak. No, no. Sorry. The monkey that is strong against your starter. So, like, what you'll be weak against. But then you can also get the monkey that is strong against that monkey. So, for example, I picked Mijumaru as my starter. Smugleaf is, is pretty cool, but I'm, I'm starting with Mijumaru, the the little water. <laughs> you went with Fire Pig, not Man Bear Pig. Um, and, yeah, so then I faced Dento, who has the green monkey... But you can also get the fire monkey before the gym. But the, here's the problem. The monkeys suck. The monkeys are just terrible. Terrible, terrible. Um, Except when the gym leader uses it, and then it, it absolutely well, Of course. And then the second gym is a normal gym, and you can catch a fighting type. If you play this game in the route before the normal gym city, I can't remember what it is, catch the blue judo dude. His, his Japanese name is Dageki. But catch that, because he is amazing. He has this attack that's like ankle kick or something like that. It's a base 60 attack. If you land it, your opponent's speed decreases. And he has attack stats through the roof. It's kind of insane. So against normal gym, yeah, that kind of helps. And then uh, the bug gym is kind of tricky too. 
Um, but yeah, that's as far as I'm going. It's a little discouraging to, you know, play the Japanese story for as much as they have translated into English. It's you 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 still have to follow a guide because when I played the uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver, when that leaked in Japanese, but like you, if you played Pokemon Gold and Silver, you knew what you were doing. Sure, there were a couple exceptions, but you knew where to go and what to do. This is brand new game and a brand new world, new rivals as you fight for survival. Nothing can stop you. Black and white. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Otherwise, it's looking for a job and actually looking after the dog because my dad got a job. I have to give my dad props on the air because he got a job after two years of unemployment here in Michigan. So I'm looking after Bailey the dog and, well, everyone else is at work and school. So I wanted to give my dad a shout-out on the air because I'm really happy for him. And with that, let's actually talk about video game headlines. Sound good? Excellent. Excellent. So, a few days ago, um, you know, we, we had thought that Sonic 4 might be near the end of the year. They had a, a little video that, it said fall 2010, and the, but videos before it said late 2010. So suddenly Sega comes out and says that, surprise, um, we're going to be on the iTunes store on October 7th, We Shop channel on October 11th, PlayStation Network October 12th, Xbox Live Arcade on the 13th, for $15. So Sonic 4, yeah, Sonic 4 is coming really soon, but it's going to be a little pricey. Um, Nardist, I know you are excited about this game. Um, I have already gone ahead and gotten myself an iTunes card. I have already gone ahead and put points on my Xbox. No. I am going to buy both those versions, just no. so that I can tell everybody about it, because I love Sonic. Why? Why? Why are you buying the iTunes version? Because they're two separate games. From what I understand, uh, do you remember the, the beta version that was leaked over the Xbox? Yes. Like, yes, I remember. That is the version that you're going to get for the iPod, but it's, it's built into working the, uh, the gyroscope. Hmm, okay. So, it's, it's like supposedly actually really good. The Xbox version is this new upgrading version that they've already the game for. So I'm going to be able to get both experiences so that I can explain like, why they did what and, and such. Okay. I guess that makes sense, but I think... I, I just can't understand playing a game like Sonic on the iOS. Well, let me, let me tell you why. Please do. I, I have Sonic 1 and 2 on my iPod Touch, so... I'm already going to use it. I have a Mega Man Zero as well. I would not be able to transition Your at all. Fingers are covering the view. Well, I understand they, they, uh, the iPod version of Sonic 4 has been built so that it's very simplistic. So, I mean, it's not, it's not unchallenging, but it's, it's still, you know, pretty much one right wing. And, like, and, like, they emphasize that they, they put in the minecart uh, level that everybody hated, but you, you control it by tilting the iPod rather than, like, tilting the rear or whatever it was. But so, like, uh, IGN wrote an article saying that that stage alone, the stage that everyone 
from the, the entire game on the iPod. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. But, uh, I'm still take off with them, but they, they just enjoy so much their little updates. Like, movie clips on, if you, if you follow the Sega blog, which I do. Okay. Um, uh, they have, they, they, they post things like, they have a sign to hedge on me, and blah, 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 which was one sign of course, supposed to be not. But, like, they, they, they put on there, like, next week we'll be releasing the release day of Sonic 4. I'm like, really? You're going to release the release day? Well, I just thought it was Yeah, well, right, right, just release it now, and obviously done. Didn't they do that with, uh, when it was still Project Needlemouse, and they did the big, like, character countdown, and it was like, we're counting down the characters that'll be in Project Needlemouse. Surprise, yeah. it's just Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> I remember they even posted, like, uh, one of the characters was Mr. Needlemouse, and everybody was speculating, like, ooh, is that Sonic's new buddy? And it's like, no, that's, it's just Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited for Sonic 4. I mean, I, 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 I can't remember. Have you seen this uh, end product project they made recently? Yeah, the, the one was with Sonic 2? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I saw it, like, not a few hours ago. I gotta give props to Cyberlink420 for linking me. But yeah, it was Emerald Hill Zone, the first version. Uh, yes. And, and, like, if you haven't seen it yet, fans, go look it up. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Cause it's it's like, Sonic they, just, they just took the wrong remix levels or something else? No, 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 they took the, uh, they took the Unity engine, the engine that, 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 oh. and they put a complete 3D, you know, they rebuild all the, the, the character models and everything. It looks really good. What was the name again? Uh, Sonic Fan Remix. So Sonic Fan sure Remix, yeah, that sounds right. But, uh, they wrote, and they, they put their own little creative spin on it, like they made Emerald Hill and so look as if Eggman had already taken over how the story is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there are little Eggman flags and everything. And, uh, everything looks like it's been roboticized or whatever it's called. Right. And, like, the but, explosion, uh, like, you, when you beat the enemies, it wasn't like a little pop, it just, like, bam, exploded. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm looking more forward to that than Sonic 4. <laughs> but, I, I'm still looking forward to Sonic 4. Yeah. And I thought I should get that out on the air, because I wasn't able to talk about it on our podcast. For sure, yeah. I mean, I probably would have forgotten. Yeah, because that, that's great. Um, I'm really excited for Sonic 4. Um, I I loved what I played at E3, and I I was shocked when I saw that it was coming so soon. Because, and it, and it makes sense though too, because in November you got Sonic Colors coming, which is also going to be quite excellent. I'm hoping, and uh, it's going to be a pretty good end of the year for Sonic. Buzz, I'm not sure. Do you have anything to say on Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, I'm just glad that they're getting back to the roots and doing it correctly. That's all I can say. And every time they try to go deeper and deeper with these 3D projects, it just became more and more disastrous. Like, let's just do the one that we know so best. Okay. <laughs> it's unfortunate because we're going to bring up another little Show Me News uh, recurring joke that, you know, because fans are always going to complain about the dust behind Sonic's feet. Oh, God. Do you remember when they were complaining that his eyes were green? Yep. Really? <laughs> really? Like, I thought it would be really cool if they, if they released as, like, a DLC pack, like the old Sonic model. Mm-hmm. That would be cool, but I don't want it as the regular model. I mean, if you really want to play out the game because he's not small and chubby, really? That's what's holding you back. The green eyes, the dust behind the feet. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the uncurling, the uncurling. Everyone just keeps whining and whining about the uncurling. Like, oh, I keep thinking things. 
Yeah, that reminded me yeah. like in, in that uh, that fan remix. Like there was something that uh, I think when Sonic hit like a spring, or whatever, he did like a spin move in the air. Uh, well, that's it. That's an homage to Sonic CD. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, have you heard uh, recently? Apparently, BioWare bought the rights to do another Sonic RPG. Oh goodness! What is it, Sonic? What BioWare did? Yeah, yeah. They, they did they, the. Uh, they, what was that's it? That's taking their name. <laughs> never did Sonic. They did Sonic Chronicles and Dark Brother, and they already did one. Yeah. Oh, they did one. And I already hate my Gosh. <laughs> but they can still do Mass Effect. It's okay. Yeah, they can do their own games and Dragon Age and whatever else. It was pretty much Mass Effect the Hedgehog. I mean, you, you had Grand Shoot, Story Trees. No, but you really made up anything. Like, you can tell Amy, like, I hate you. Go away. And she'd be like, okay, Sonic. So. But I still love you forever and ever and ever. I have a boyfriend named Dexter now. Must resist to make Pokemon joke. Oh, but yes, enough Sonic rampaging. Um, Gears of War three. You know when the game was first announced, they went on Jimmy Fallon and said, you know, oh, it's going to be out in April two thousand eleven, and it's got a girl, and you can do this uh thing where you can decide if a character lives or dies by voting on a shirt and all this stuff. I wondered what you guys thought about this because uh, Microsoft recently announced that Gears of War 3, the uh, release date, would now be shifted about five months to fall of 2011. And why? It's not because they're going to make, you know, tweaks and it's a development delay, although I'm sure, you know, with all this extra time they will be making, you know, final tweaks and all that. But it's because, so it can be the front runner in Microsoft's fall lineup. Now, if I cared more about Gears of War, I would be pissed. But since, well, since I'm this, not, this is becoming more and more common. I mean, it started with movies. Movies are the ones that always they're essentially done, and then out of the blue, the whoever owned that movie is like, no, we're gonna we're gonna release it six months later because we like that window better. And it's it's all about optimizing the income. Mm -hmm. And now the game industry really picked up on it. It's like we're gonna do the same thing. We're just gonna release things when we want so they don't compete with anyone else and so that we can uh, choose when money comes in and when we think they'll, they'll take the most money. So, because at first I thought, I, I thought there would be some kind of, um, you know, development delays because that's very common in software. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that one of the biggest problems is you, you're coding something, coding something, coding something, and then, oh, we got to fix this. We have two, week, two weeks to release. Oh, crap, this one changed. Cascades into a hundred other changes. Yeah, we need a few more months to fix it. But this one looks like that's not the case. Judging by the wording, either they're covering up a development problem, or they really are saying, yeah, it's done. But we just want to make more money at a different time. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I have two theories. My first theory: they screwed up. They don't want to admit it. I would much rather just they they didn't tell me that. You know, like well, we need to make sure. You know, five months or so to make it the best. It does look very 
I totally agree with you that it looks better when a company's just honest. Like, people are human. People make mistakes. Just admit it. It's okay. You know, we need time. We need to fix it. But, yeah, they're buried up with, we want our name to be the forerunner in, in the fall lineup. And it's like, really? That, that's your response to your fans? So, um, I'm curious about that Natal theory because, you know, from what we've seen so far, my goodness, we're calling it Natal. Look at us. We're we're so ingrained in calling it Project Natal when it's definitely. I think you did because it was definitely. Well, for those that like to call it. Yes. Yes. The. Did you hear that um, that actually might be scrapped? That project might be scrapped yes. and then just uh, the technology For would be good used? Reason. Yeah. That was just creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, now they're saying that they never intended to release Milo. Right. And it was, like, it, was, it was only meant as a development, like, like milestone for their new Fable game or something. That was an awfully polished test bed there. Yeah, especially when you present it to Ted. You know, well, you know, I've, I've seen on Kotaku on a numerous, numerous occasions that people in the comments will say stuff like, Milo is not cancelled, he's just a tiger named Skills now. <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe that Mongu is going to create the, the iRobot revolution. He's going to create a, an intelligence, he's going to create the three laws, and then he, it, the robots are going to take over, and Mongu will run supreme as the robot Although he's got his kid uh, begging, what's his face from Valve to release Half Life <laughs> Half Life Episode Three, so. Smack in her face. Game hey, Daddy, can you be better? Can you be better? Like these guys know. <laughs> and then Molyneux sticks his face, and he's like, "By Fable Three, not Half Life Three. And the kid's like, "No." I I think that's it's it's funny that people people in companies do that kind of stuff because it's like it's not bad competition. It's it's totally good that you have one company making one series and another company making other series. I like it when game developers say, yeah, I bought this game from that company. It's fantastic. I don't like when they take this attitude of, no, only buy our games. Because you should buy one vendor and one vendor only ever. Like, name one gamer who doesn't have, you know, <laughs> games from multiple providers. Exactly. Like, people, people like Valve because they have a tendency to put out good games. But no one says, I buy, I buy only Valve games. That's all I buy. But yeah, the point is that, you know, with what we've seen from Connect, um, we Connect. haven't really seen anything that would make a quote-unquote hardcore game, and it'd be just, you know, kind of more Wii rip-offs. If they hey, 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 There's Sonic on the Connect. Sonic Free Riders. You're Excuse right, and you, can, and you can flail your arms <laughs> and swim. Hey, you can click rings with your hand. That's pretty impressive. Not really fun. Okay, okay, if they include uh, Supersonic Racing as a track in Sonic Free Riders, then I'll, maybe I'll give them a pass. But, uh, <laughs> yes. But um, if they do implement it in you know, Gears of War 3, like you say, is you know, a theory, um, that could help you know, Kinect get out of its, its shadow of, <laughs> you know, this is for people who like to flail around and look awkward. They always say that video games make kids violent, well maybe this one will. And I can use some gestures and motion, like, 
I tried it at E3, but since I don't have a PS3, uh, no. I, I bought it. Oh. Oh. Yes. Well, I think that's yeah. a fair transition. What do you think about it? Well, it's more of a subplot. Right. Um, I have, uh, I, I play games like, uh, Resident Evil 5 mode, and I think, like, um, back on the Kinect issue, like, if you, if you integrate it as, you know, an option and not mandatory, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people would enjoy playing Gears of War with the, with the Kinect, you know? Maybe even just like, something as subtle as, like, Did you play? Did you play any of the actual move-specific games, or did you just play games that have move options? I have Sports Champions, uh, and I only have one motion controller. I have the Red Shark, which is useless because you can use well, you can use the PlayStation controller. You can hold the PlayStation controller in your left hand. I have it right here. Oh really? You can hold it in your left hand and use that. Six axis so, counts for the sub controller. Yes. No way. So that is not what that is not what the guys at GameStop told me, or my mom. My mom's the one who got it for me as a kid. Yeah. And see, for someone like me, 
eventually. But yeah, you're right. The average gamer, that's just not feasible what they're asking. It's just like, ugh. Oh, they're not looking to advertise to the, the casual gamer. Or I mean to the, the average gamer. They're looking for the, the big family. But yeah. they've slowly been creeping towards much better than Sony, by the way. Well, I'm, I'm very curious on sales figures. I want to check back on this in three months and see how how Move is doing. Move came out September or something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, PlayStation did their, their whole family thing very poorly. I mean, Microsoft, like, they released a new, like, the Avatars, the Avatars work great. I love my, the Avatars. They, they, yeah. they, they put out the, the family-friendly menu system where you can go on Twitter and Facebook and you can, you know, you should Netflix and things like that. So you can buy your Xbox and never play games and it would still be, a, like, a good purchase. And yeah. And you can stay tall, so it's like, you can walk in Xbox, do my homework, and, you know, <laughs> But you have so, to preface it with Xbox. Right. <laughs> so funny. Xbox, save the world. I'm sorry, Xbox, save the world. Thank you. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, Sony didn't do the, the whole family integration thing very well. It's like, it's like, bam, we have a new controller. And there are no games that play it. Exactly. We got we got to keep moving along. Um, so Star Wars Force, Unle- uh, Force Unleashed two. I almost said like Force, not not like rhymed with Force bad news. <laughs> Star Wars Force uh, rhymes with Porsche uh, Unleashed two, uh, coming out at the end of the year. And uh, they sh- uh, the people at LucasArts showed a screenshot of one Guybrush Threepwood holding two. Holding two lightsabers, and they say, "Yes, this is real." Reads the official Star Wars Force Unleashed two Facebook page. Um, apparently, he's going to be a playable character of sorts in this game. And uh, Guybrush Threepwood, for those that don't know, character from main character from the Monkey Island games. So many people have been asking for a sequel too. Mm-hmm. Like I have never played Monkey Island, and that's all I hear all the time. Get the, the original one, special edition. It's a read on HD and it's built for modern systems and it's very, very fun. Well, here's what I have for that. The biggest purchase that I've made on Steam was the free copy of Portal. <laughs> so, that could yeah. probably... They some, they, 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 I've seen them drop all the way down to 250 so you should be able to scrounge up you know, the change from the couch to, to pay for that one.
it's a random force on these tangent, but you guys see the video of the uh, the Wii multiplayer for that game that looks exactly like Super Smash Brothers, that but with awesome. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and even though I'm on the Nintendo forum, you have no idea how many people said like, oh, fake, fake, no, they stole from Smash Brothers, and I'm never gonna buy. See, every time one of those kind of things comes out. Off, I, I off, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Plant Smash as the next Smash. Like first it was Turtles. I'm like, ah, oh, Turtles will fix everything. Oh, oh it failed. Now I'm like, ah, oh, Turtles will fix everything. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be why everybody on Nintendo House is so angry about it because Turtles did it and failed so miserably. Mm-hmm. So they're they're afraid that LucasArts is gonna. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten quality Star Wars games in the past, so this could work out, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Monkey Island news related to uh, LucasArts and all. Tim Schafer hires Ron Gilbert, and those two, um, they made the Monkey Island games. Those, it was, they were like the driving forces behind it. So um, they had a little talk, and you know, they basically said like, if LucasArts wants, maybe I, I read this one, but Lu- if LucasArts wants a Monkey Island game, then anything's possible, but it's not necessarily in the cards right now. Yeah. yeah. As popular as Monkey Island is, it is a niche game. Like, it, it kind of just came out of nowhere, kind of built a, a, a subtle fan following, but, like, you don't ever hear about it on TV, you don't ever hear about, you know, it's just, it's kind of a, an interesting fan community. A cult classic. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping to change that. Yes, yes. I know we've been wanting to talk about this story because if you've seen this video, it's. If you're a gamer, it kind of gets under your skin. On um, one of the recent episodes of Law and Order SVU, which stands for Special Victims Unit, I don't even watch the show, and why do I know that? Because I like TV. Um, <laughs> I do. You I do. Love special you do. Okay. I have like, like every season on Netflix. I watch it when on USA. That's because USA is a, uh, a marathon crazed channel. Yes, yes, they yeah. are. I used to watch the uh, house marathons before I bought them all. Okay, well then, then tell me, is SVU, because the only defense I've heard about this is that, oh, well, SVU is a ridiculously over-the-top, cheesy show to begin with. Is that the truth? No, no, no. It is. He's lying. No, I'm not a devoted fan for, like, other people, but I've watched enough episodes, I would say it is. That's just me. They try to be so serious that it sometimes gets cheesy. It's a drama, you know, so... Yeah. But it's, it's a lot like House, in the way that House does things that they don't understand, like the video game episode House. It's when these, these companies, they decide, like, they see a topic on the news, like, oh, a kid plays, you know, uh, uh, like, Modern Warfare 2, and he goes out and kills somebody or something. Yeah. They just take that story, and they're like, yeah, we can run with that. And so they do no research whatsoever, and they just take whatever stereotype they can blow on the page, and then they make an episode about it. And video games don't get enough. Like, the, the people who play video games now, like, respected shows like Law and Order, are giving us, like, a, a, like a worse of, uh, rep- re- a reputation. It's a good show. Somebody was, you know, 
sexually assaulted or something. Like, like I, I believe that the little daughter was put down the stairs, or like put in, like, like Harry Potter, and then uh, but now they're going to spend the entire episode in court arguing whether or not gay addiction is a real thing. Let's give some background for those that haven't seen this video. Um, you can search it on YouTube. It's Law & Order SVU Hilarious Cheesy Gamer Clip. And it comes from this episode where uh, they basically tackle game addiction and the writers, we're talking about you know how the writers really don't have a clue of you know how to really portray gamers appropriately. Um, these two, uh, this couple, you know, they're... They're fat, they're dirty, they're, they're playing an MMO on a console. I mean, who does that? They're playing an MMO on a console. They're sitting, like, they're, he's wearing like, a white beard and, like, boxers, and he's, like, covered in food. Mm -hmm. So, and like, a total slob. Couldn't be more of a slob. And so he's smiling with it. <laughs> it does. And then, uh, you know, the two agents come up behind them, and they're so focused in their game, they're talking to each other, even though, you know, and, um... Yeah, you know, that... that was another thing that really made me angry. Like, Olivia and Elliot walk in, and they're screaming at them, like, hey, hey, you guys, we just broke down your door. Look at us. Look at us. And they're like, hey, you're level two. Level 20 in the kingdom of Galagar. <laughs> you can't do that to me. I was on level 20. But, uh, I believe in the addiction, much like I believe in any other addiction. There is no addiction on Earth unless you're, like, drunk out. That if somebody's screaming at you, you're not gonna look out of them. I mean, they broke into the house. Yeah, and then it took them actually like unplugging the, the uh, controllers from the console to make them go, "Hey, hey, plug it back in! What are you doing? What, how'd you get in here?" Yeah. And then they have these, uh, you know, conversations like, "How'd they meet?" They there was an Xbox tournament hosted out of Korea. He had the cutest avatar. And then once so they, you know, when they actually bring up like, "Oh, your uh, your child is in danger." The guy says uh, it could honestly be turned into a meme. He goes, whoa, pause the game. <laughs> you know, people say, like, hold, hold the phone. Hold the phone is, like, a you know fairly reasonable idiom. Pause the game. Now, we're all, we're all fairly into video games here. I can, I can safely assume. Right. Have you ever at one point in your life uttered, pause the game? In real life, no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't say like for Smash, like oh, you know, pause the game. I gotta go take a piss. But not like something has shocked me. Pause the game, guys. Pause the game. This is happening. This is so amazing. I don't know where it just went, and everything froze, and he just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm level 24. And it came down. I Oh, was it? I don't know, they, or they pre-ordered Everest. What was it? They, something about Everest was yeah. their made-up game. And then they had yeah. the kid with, like, the terrible graphics, like, Mommy, I'm dying. That was and Milo. I'm, yeah, that, that was Milo. That <laughs> was Milo dying. That's why I, that's really what I thought of when I saw that. I was like, wow. They <laughs> <laughs> just made up a game and they put Milo as a cameo. But having seen enough more of other episodes, I know how the episode is going to take place. They're going to let go because they can't prove anything.
You know, it, it reminded me of the, uh, what was it, that one CSI episode? I don't even watch CSI either, but I remember making news that, like, they went to, like, they, you know, just uh, dissected furries and all that. Like, people who were wearing, like, furry costumes, and they were having these big parties and all that. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. It's the same thing with that long order. Wait. Well, I think they did, like... Oh, wait, no, I probably can't say it on the air. Never mind. <laughs> Exactly, so. because if people watch Fox News, not to put a political th spin on things, they can believe anything. The only way it can get any worse is if they watch that, and they're like, I don't think the new gamers are really like that, and then they watch the VGAs, and they're like, okay. Oh, right, God, the VGAs, <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know, well, just, just to let everyone know, popular, uh, contrary to popular belief, I can talk to new people and not reveal that I play video games. It is possible. Oh my goodness. No way. I can hold a normal conversation and I can walk into the sunlight and not be burned. I can maintain a real life. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is this real life? I don't see anything. <laughs> so the last headline we have for you guys today before we get into the out recently and begin in mail time segments, um, we have another really weird story. A British newspaper claims that the barking sound effects from a Nintendogs game on Nintendo DS were responsible for a bull mastiff mauling a nine-year-old girl playing the game. I kid you not, these kind of things happen in the world. Can I, can I, can I tell you a story? Go for it. I, I had Nintendogs a long time ago, and uh, uh, I loaned it to uh, this kid that I knew. I, I looked like I started eating play Nintendogs. His mother adopts uh, uh, rescue dogs, so they had, like, nothing. He still wanted to play Nintendo's, Dragon's Blood. And luckily, they were all in the outside area. So when he started playing it, it was like, ooh, uh, uh, and then all of the dogs, like, slammed into the door. <laughs> so it's not fake what these people are saying, but that doesn't make them smart. It's just one of those situations where it's, you know, video games are in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, of course, all the advocates will be like, see, see what video games do to people, see. Like, are you kidding me? She could have watched the TV. The evil video games brainwash the dogs until they became rabid. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, allow me to read some other quotes from this article. Um, people should not be told to play it when there are dogs in the room, says Megan. <laughs> says, wait for it, wait for it, says Megan's grandmother. How are they going to sell that game again after that? It's like, you know, you see the real logo where it says, like, don't swing the coast in a cramped room. Don't play with dogs in the room. You might get mauled. But then there's Nintendogs and cats coming out for the 3DS, so will cats attack? I blame the yes. game for what happened to Megan. If they hadn't been playing it, I don't think the dog would have gone for her. And now... <laughs> The best sentence. I, I hate those kind of set, those statements right there before you want. Just because yeah. it's like, yes, it's true. Yes, it's it's true to say if she had been playing that way, it would not have happened. But it doesn't extend on a universal case. That is the worst logic on the planet. <laughs> the whole idea of if she had not been doing this, well, it's all that thing's fault. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's, that's, that's part of it. And the best part of... Oh, sorry, Nate. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say she could have just as easily been watching Blue's Clues on a portable DVD player. She could have been watching TV, she could have done a million different things, it just happened to be a DS this time. Right. And the best sentence of the article, ladies and gentlemen, the dog's owner, however, speculates that Megan may have kicked Saracen, the name of the dog, provoking the attack. So why are we having this story reported in the first place? the game. Pause the game. <laughs> well, pause the game. She got injured. Thanks, Tony. I was upset that they put the dog down. Like, I, I understand. Well, I mean, the dog obviously bit her. But I know, like, I've seen this happen before. Like, I, I, my next door neighbor, when she was like, uh, they had a daughter, and when she was like, uh, maybe like five or so, they gave her a dog zapper so, they, so that she could train the dog. And so she would just sit there and zap the dog over and over and over and do it. Sit, sit, sit. And then the dog bit her. And they put the dog down. That's so sad that they put the dog down. <laughs> right. So I'm really thinking, like, the dog didn't, like, bite her because, like, oh, I just don't like that color shirt you're wearing today. I, I think it was or the color of the Buzz only has about 20 minutes before he has to go to a dinner date with uh, the neighbors next door. So we got to get through these quickly so we can at least get his opinions on the 3DS news. So out recently, Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock. Um, I have had the Guitar Hero series since 3, uh, Guitar Hero World Tour, which is 4, and Guitar Hero 5. I knew some people that didn't even know there was a Guitar Hero 5 when I called this Guitar Hero 6. And this is honestly the first Guitar Hero game I'm not going to pick up. I'm not a fan of the fact that, you know, the uh, the biggest expansion they have to the game is an enhanced story mode. Because, yes, you play Guitar Hero, a music game, for story. How is it enhanced? I mean... Uh, we like, do have you a DVD Smith in the chat loves the game, apparently. Okay, here's well, the I, don't mean, I don't mean like something that the story, I mean like, is it, is it still like you make your own band, or is it you play as this guy who made his own band? Um, as far as I understand it, there is like a legendary axe, a legendary guitar that's wielded away, and you have to, you know, play as characters, and when you get enough, you know, stars, whatever, you unlock their, it should be called beast mode. But it's like their epic warriors of rock mode that's unique to each character, and it's something like that. It's not the classic, uh, you make your own band and you go on tour. It's something more epic, and they get Gene Simmons from Kiss, of course, to narrate it. And, uh, yeah. And, but apparently there are a lot of little features that I'm not aware of that make the game so good. Um, I mean, I like some of the tracks, uh, like, 
Uprising from Muse is an amazing song. I love that song. Uh, it's good to see another Dragon Force game on, on there again with Fury of the Storm. Um, but I'm just not really big into the whole metal thing, and that's what they're really trying to push, it seems, with as far as the set list goes. Yeah, I'm really surprised they haven't released like a country western. Oh, thank thing. God. I'm I'm pleased that they haven't, to be honest. Well, me, well, me too, but I mean, I can see that happening. Country western is a big market. They did do Band Hero, though, so... Um, but yeah, apparently if you are a really, really hardcore fan, more hardcore of a fan than I am, apparently, after getting the last three games, then you should at least check it out. Uh, Dead Rising 2 is for those who love to slay zombies, and I'm not a zombie person, but uh, Dead Rising 2 is a sequel to the original Dead Rising, where, you know, in the original Dead Rising you could, you know, pick up different things and they'd be weapons. In Dead Rising 2, that's expanded upon, and you can combine them to create new weapons. So you take a baseball bat, you take a nail, and it's a baseball bat with nails in it. Can't you make, like, like a, a deadly, like, wheelbarrow? Like, you feel like you put chainsaws on the wheelbarrow and you can just mow people down or something? Yeah. And apparently there's, awesome. like, there's, like, a multiplayer mode where it's, like, um, sort of like a, a game show kind of setup. And you know, like one of the main, many modes that they have is like you can roll around in these balls, and like like you're in a gerbil ball sort of deal. Oh, like yes. you can roll around and kill all these zombies. That looks fun. If zombies don't scare you, then go play Amnesia of the Dark Descent, oh, yes. and then get back to me. Talk about that. You, you had mentioned that on the show before. I did. I, well, I'm, I'm a veteran of the series Penumbra, which is made by the same guys who made Amnesia. And the idea behind all these games, um, both, both Amnesia and Penumbra games, is that you have to deal with dangerous without weapons. Like, imagine any first-person shooter with zombies that you played in the past, and just take away your guns and see what you can do. <laughs> and um, Penumbra and Amnesia like, you know, it's all about walking in the dark, solving puzzles, you know, you, you'll, read, you'll read journal entries and memos and solve puzzles, all while stumbling across these, you know, zombies and creatures and, or, or undead dogs or whatever, and you have nothing really to fight with. You don't have any guns, you don't have any knives or anything, so you're either hiding or using bait to get rid of them and that kind of stuff, and it never freaked me out so much to the point where I tried the Amnesia demo and I knew I couldn't handle it. Like, I want to buy it, but I refuse to, because I'm scared. <laughs> so, it's a high-quality game. I'm tempted just to, just to donate $10 to it and just rob. Like, you're getting too scary, but I support you guys. Yeah, and and but, just for the PC? Uh, yes. Uh, well, actually, well, it's all for all three systems. Oh, really? Uh, you can get it for Linux, Mac, or Windows. So. Oh, okay. All the, uh, all the different kinds of, of PCs. And yeah, I just, I, I'm personally not a zombie fan either, mm -hmm. but, um, I just, like I said, if, if, you, if you like zombies and not dead things, play that game and see, see how brave you are after that, so. What'd you think, what'd you think of the, uh, zero punctuation review of, uh, of Amnesia? It was very accurate and very funny, um, because... Again, most of it resembles how the number was. Like, you know, they, they, they copied a lot of the same elements in Amnesia. And uh, it, it, was, it was really funny. And they made fun of a lot of stuff about it that is fairly true. But again, it's a really, really scary game. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. 
So the big. What, uh, oh. what kind of soul is that for? Is that a PC? It's all, it's all computer. You can use some mouse and keyboard. But it works on all three, so it doesn't matter what you have. And, and, it, and they tend to have semi low requirements. Like they're pretty gentle on your system, so it works on most machines. Like, can I get it on Steam? Because that's really interesting. It is on Steam. You can also get it directly from the website, but yeah, they have all their games on Steam, so. There, there you go. A show me your news recommendation. So we've, so we've got the Nardist here from End of the Week podcast, a Nintendo podcast at Nintendo Pals. And so perfect timing, uh, of course perfect planning on my part, but I won't toot my own horn, um, with the Nintendo 3DS news that uh, came out of Japan. Um, you know, Nardist, uh, why don't you, you know, discuss like the details that came out of the conference, like the price and release date for Japan and all that. First of all, speak uh, squealing compared to girls, because the 3DS just looks amazing. I just yes, it is. That. Yes, it is. But uh, apparently E3 had a bigger uh, impact on the 3DS's release and development period than we thought. We thought, like, well, I mean, when we saw their big presentation of the 3DS, we figured out they were just trying to, you know, sell everybody. No. They were also collecting data, uh, which uh, affected the release date. And the thing that come out to say that because of, uh, of how it was received at E3, they're going to be charging, uh, I believe it's uh, the equivalent of $300 in yen or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, in Japan, for the 3DS, and it's going to be coming out early 2011. Yeah, it's 25,000 yen in Japan, and um, it'd be February 26th in Japan, which is Scav's birthday. I, I, have, to, I, have, to give, I have to give Scav a shout out there. Um, and they, they should be coming out the next month in America, so that's, a, that's yeah. about as close to a worldwide release as we can hope. Well, it's, that's usually what they generally do for consoles, uh, for March 2011 for the United States and Europe. Um, so if it's, you know, 25,000 yen, that is about $297, but we have to, let's, let's calm down because that is just a currency equivalent. Right. Right. Yes, sir. 
then they see the 3D visuals on the demo screen, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh. Everybody's gonna look at it like, well, 
humanoids given the quality of cars in the past. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to throw in there that, you know, when I got my Wii, I, I got it through eBay, so I paid, like, around 380 for it. Jesus. <laughs> Confession. Confession. Hey, but see, even then, it's a console. It's a full-size console, and this is a handheld. Right, and right. Like, well, like, there is cost in shrinking technology. I mean, that's why laptops cost so much compared to desktops and computers. Like, so there is some value in having this technology shrunken down, but still, like, more than the Wii, like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that to me. Start saving the money now. Yeah, well, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. So many good things for me. That's what she said. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> Sorry. It'll be a little bit easier with Little Big Planet Two having been delayed. I mean, it's interesting to mention with the whole twenty-five thousand dollar yen uh, price, and you know, we do mention that. You know, of course, economics are a big factor, but it's interesting to look back because the Wii was also priced at twenty-five thousand yen and usually like when you you know most people when you just say like oh how do you convert yen to to US dollars it's just you know move the decimal point two places to the left so of course the Wii was $250 over here but the original PSP I did not know this was also 25,000 yen and that was 199 when it launched over here yeah that doesn't surprise me in the slightest Sony is so <laughs> so boom I actually have two PSPs now. I have my PSP Go, and I recently got as a gift a PlayStation, a regular PSP 3000, so that I can play Kingdom Hearts for a PlayStation. Because I couldn't play it without with the PSP Go. How's that PSP Go going? Yeah. I, I love my PSP Go. Don't get me wrong, I love my PSP Go. But, you know, they kind of screwed me over because they decided, like, oh yeah, we're going to do that anymore. Whoops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we already talked about the reason for the price is because we, we shouldn't get excited when we see, you know, really, really exciting technology because that'll just drive the price up, obviously. Yeah. And um, those glasses! Those glasses! Wow! It's those glasses! It's those glasses! Apparently that's a much bigger deal than they get a credit for. Like, yeah. like, I imagine if you have glasses, like, I've heard a lot of people, like, a lot of my friends who go see DVD movies who wear glasses. They say, like, oh, I have to wear them on top of my glasses, and even then it, like, distorts the picture. Fellow glasses wearer, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. It, it, it really is. But, uh, not, not, a, not a problem with the 3DS. Not a problem at all. I'm looking forward to when the 3DS hits the GameStops. So you I can, can see it, yes. 
Because then, that, that'll probably be the breaking point where I do go, like, I need another credit card. I'm going to debt to get this. <laughs> 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 or something. That's going to be ants. It's like, well, I'm already sort of it. it. Again, it's just the issue of, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not single anymore where I live in, in just an apartment and I, I can blow my finances and just eat ramen for two weeks. I, it's, it's when I suddenly have control of this family that I'm like, ah, I can't scrounge up three hundred dollars as easily as I used to. So there are diaper, <laughs> there are diapers and everything. Yeah, stupid diapers. Like, you raise this diaper for the next two months. <laughs> Deal with it. Go to your nearest Best Buy or GameStop and see it for yourself, and you will yeah. pay whatever is possible. Um, some of the 3DS's newer features, though, that we really didn't know about, we had heard about like how it would always be connected, and you'd be able to download, um, you know, new missions or whatever you know, at will. We heard that at E3, but it was detailed as tag mode, which was interesting, especially with games like Super Street Fighter 4, um, where you pass by another person who has, you know, Super Street Fighter 4 played, not necessarily with cartridge in, but suddenly you, uh, just, you know, I can't even describe it. They show it in video form, and it's really confusing, like, how it actually happens. Yeah. Like, these, like, these well, figures clash, and they fight. Apparently, from what I understand, like, having played other games that use a tag mode, if you, if you interact with, like, near people that have the same game and Pokemon game though, like if you have your your party like somehow stored in the 3DS and like you pass someone, then it's just like fight and suddenly <laughs> suddenly your Pokemon teams clash. While you were gone, you accidentally traded your Charizard away. You accidentally whited out because you lost half of your money is now gone. Sorry, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs>
because it, it's killed the DS, to be honest, with all the cards and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, not that Nintendo doesn't make enough money, but right, still, right. It's, it's those little guys that make that game for the DS, and you know, the companies start to go out of business, and if they don't, if the game isn't successful, then they can't make another one, like, there's never going to be another GTA for the DS. Well, obviously not, because we're getting 3DS, but I mean, like, even still, it must, the piracy has been, you know, pretty much put to an end. I really doubt that Rockstar is going to make another game for the DS, or the, 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 the Nintendo handheld. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, the whole, the whole core of the, the whole, you know, basis of the 3DS is that they're, they're adding more and more to the experience on the hardware level that you don't want to emulate it, and that's the key. That's how you defeat piracy. Is you'll never win technologically. I'll tell you right now. Like every time someone comes up with a, with a defensive scheme, it's broken. But when you add something that makes it more fun to play it the legit way, that's how you win. That's that's why I'm excited for the 3DS too. Is also just you know I already have a 3DS. Who wants to emulate? You can't emulate that. But you emulate it wear glasses. Like <laughs> you sit on your computer. I got the 3DS working. It's those glasses. <laughs> Like, yeah. No, you're you're right. Um, let's see. I was gonna say something. Yeah, it's probably something you can turn off the tag mode. Probably like we connect twenty four. Um, so it's not a surprise there. That's I mean, all I can say is games better have a dang good reason for me to want to turn it on. Because I I really am trying to think outside the box. I can't think of many reasons that I want my my Wii, my I don't know, my Wii, my DS turned on all the time. Hmm. Um, well, I would imagine it would destroy your battery life. Yeah. Well, I will turn my Wi-Fi off. Yes and no. Like, I, I agree with you. Like I do hate it knowing that my battery's tapping, but um, I also know that um, if it's built right, um, standby Wi-Fi mode can take virtually no power. It can your DS would last like a month on that mode. If they do it right, if they do it wrong, then they'll die in a couple hours. You're like, why? Well, like, um, well, it looks like they're taking the battery a little bit more seriously. You see, they, they're actually using a charging dock instead of just a, a cord. Right. Yeah, and that's smart to me. Like, the more that they take responsibility for the power management and the quality, the better it'll be. Because then, then you can depend on it you know, lasting, say, 12 hours in the car if you're trapped somewhere or something. Yeah. Now, what do you guys think of, this is a, a really cool feature to me, because, you know, when you have friends over and Mii's are involved, you know, it, it takes so long to actually make a Mii that it's almost just not worth it. You just end up using the guest, the, like, the guest Mii's or whatever. So, with the, the picture, you know, the camera features on the 3DS, apparently there's the Mii Studio feature where you can automatically make Mii's based on real photos. Take a picture of the person and it makes a Mii. From what I've read, it takes like several tries to get it, you know, just right. And of course, you can tweak it afterwards. But the fact that it can give you such a nice head start is pretty cool. Yeah, I've had a little bit of experience with this. Like, have you ever played Tiger Woods PGA Tour 11 on the PS3? I know. They incorporated with the PlayStation Art Camera a uh, a build your own golfer. Hmm. Uh, so it scans your face, takes a picture, scans your face. Uh, you have to put in the little, you know, marks where your nose is and your eyes. And I had done, and it looked terrifying. Oh, really? Apparently I'm all, apparently I'm all right now. On my entire, on my skin, I was pale as a sheet. And, well, like, my nose, you just didn't know. My nose was, like, halfway below my 
<laughs> See, I remember like there is the like a reality TV game for the move. There's one of the ones I tried at E3, and like you had to do like a, a normal face, a smiley face, and a frowny face, and like they just took that and pasted it right on the head. So it wasn't like an EA Sports build your own golfer thing, but like that turned out well. Um, the the video that like I saw like a random video of this in action and. The me did not turn out that well for just one try. So maybe it, like they'll be using this time to tweak the feature, but in concept, really nice feature. I like it. Yeah, it definitely does look like it'll speed things along, even if it doesn't get it on its first try. Mm -hmm. I, I hate it. I mean, like, right over, it's like, oh, I'm going to play as me. Okay, make your me. All right, can I have uh, an hour to do it? No? Yeah, that's what people do, too. That's funny that you say that, because that's what they do. They're like, oh, I want this. No, 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 I want this here. No, this color looks so much better. And they just start trying stuff. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I hate it, though. Okay, I've decided on three different hairstyles. I want this one, yeah. this one, this one. Which one do you like? I'm like, I don't think any of them just pick one. <laughs> Seriously, just get it over with. There's also the uh, there's the augmented reality cards, which was uh, if you guys heard you know some of my stories like when I talked about the target test where you put the card on the table and then you know you move the DS around and shot the the uh, you know the different targets or whatever. That's the augmented reality is where you use those those uh, question mark block cards. Um, it looks like they're gonna be they're gonna be like mini games sort of things uh, ba built into the home menu. That's what it looks like, and uh, it's they're cool. They're really cool. To me, it's almost again. I don't care about that stuff anymore. I just want the games. Oh, I'm time, I'll be happy. Anyway, I have to jet, unfortunately. Okay. So close, so close. Yeah. I'm sorry, I will not be able to answer the mail time questions, but I hope my uh, feedback was valuable to everyone. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping, for being a, an amazing <laughs> co-host, as always. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, fans, we will see you all later. I'm okay. Out. All right. Bye, Buzz. All right, uh, moving on, where were we? We were talking about augmented reality. What did you think about that? So it's potential for you, yeah. <laughs> Isn't there, like, that PS3 game where, like, it's you have, like, the cards and there are holograms on top of it? Yeah, it's like the eye of somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, just looking at that, oh, my God, that's, you, you told me about that. Right. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was you told me about that, and I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I, like, I had roughly understood just like, watching that PS3. It, it's crazy. That's, that's better than 3D. Like, like, I really want 3D. That was better than 3D to me. The, mm -hmm. the, the possibility to play a game without putting in a cartridge, without putting in a disc or anything like that, that's yeah. amazing. You just slap a card on the table. The key is, like, there are six of those cards that come bundled in, and I could see those getting lost so easily. Or how do you, like, do you just carry one around in your back pocket when you're playing and just, like, I'm bored, pull out this card, done. Masters! Who's the kid with the spiky hair? Shobu. Y you can also see them, you know, just like selling, you could see them selling those cards uh, separately. That, that'd be, oh, yeah. that's probably what they're going to be doing. Like, they sell Silas's. That would make sense. Um, they, make, they sell them for Pokemon? Yes. They just sell them for packs of Pokemon cards and say, like, it works even better when you use it with your 3DS. And so, yes. And then a Pikachu comes out at you in 3D. And you know, I think one of the best features, of course, we we touched on it earlier, is the uh, the Game Boy Virtual Console. 
and the yes. games would be in 3D. That is First so cool. Ball. Yeah, like and you said with DSi too, like that would should have been a feature. That that was just like screaming at Nintendo. Like why they didn't do that? Well, I don't understand it's not heard about it for the three years now in a sense. But it's just been a long time coming. Because up until now it's just been uh, like remakes like uh Hardwell and Soul Silver for our favorite game of buttons. So. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean th- there is a lot of potential. I mean I hate to keep using Pokemon example, but like, you know, with with the black and white, they try to do like a pseudo kind of 3D, and it I'm I'm not a fan of it. it they like tried, but I I think it's going to like build sort of a bridge for like the third game that comes out, the director's cut, if you will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure like, I'm sure that'll be on 3DS and in 3D, but you know this for right now what they have with black and white, not crazy about it. But if they do the like the original one somehow in 3D. Would be ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely looks like they're building their way over to like a fully 3D Pokemon experience, even with sprites. But uh, it's also nice that you can carry over um your your files that you've already bought, like on the the DSiWare that can carry over uh, to 3DS, which is something that really didn't happen with uh, DSi from the transition to from DS Lite. Oh, that's cool because I had to. Uh, Those transfer over to 3DS. It's really nice. Um, quick question: What? How do you think of the uh, the DSi XL? Is it like a reasonable size for you? Because I thought when I tried it, it was just too big for me. I like the biggest. Like I, I had a PSP. I had well, both PSPs, and I enjoyed both sides of the screen on the PSP. It's it wasn't a side factor. It was more along the lines of well, I have to get a new DS, and everybody's been asking me what the deal with the DSi is, so I might as well just get the DSi XL. Nintendo. Um, we'll, we'll finish out our 3DS discussion before we move on to three very interesting mail time questions. Uh, with the list of 3DS games that have... Oh, oh, oh. oh. We, we forgot about the web browser. Oh, of course. How do we forget about the web browser? That was a really nice feature. That was like an amazing feature. Oh, yeah. Like, say you're playing like a really, really brain-twisting game like Professor Layton, or even if you just want to look up like, uh, like how to... How to to level grinds in your favorite RPG. Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave the game anywhere. You don't leave the game. Nope. You just open up the web browser. Bam. On top of your game, you look up, say, go on game decks, get it all done, close back the web browser, get back to game. I agree. Fantastic wow. feature. Something that neither uh, Microsoft or Sony have implemented in their huge boxes. Yeah, because, no. you know... If you think about it, like they had the the DS browser and like they sold it for a little bit, but I've heard people like they can't even find it anymore, and that's like a separate cartridge thing altogether. 
I was hoping originally for it to be like maybe $200, but then when you see all these features like stacked on top of each other, I'm going right. to hope for 250 and I'd still be okay with $300. Right. Because like, and you know, it's like one of the few things like I've seen the 3D, like I know I'm going to throw down whatever money. And I have to like save up a lot, but I'm, I'm still going to get it day one without fail. So let's talk about let's talk about the games right now. Um, I don't think it's been officially confirmed what will be launch titles. I mean, we can speculate that you know, yeah, Kid Icarus, uh, Zelda, Star Fox, uh, Mario Kart, probably. Um, but you know, we have all these different games uh, here on this Kotaku page. A list of 3DS games, some new, some old. Um, looking through some of the ones I'm excited for or would get. Uh, Super Street Fighter 4 is definitely one for me. Um, I know there. Just like the lack of boxes. I mean, the picture on the 3DS is better than the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 versions. Oh, yeah! Oh, I, I, read, I read the uh, Super Street Fighter 4. They also are implementing a mode, like an optional mode, where you can like kind of like fight over the shoulder of your fighter, so it adds to the 3D a little more. That's It looked kind of interesting. I saw like a little five-second video clip of like Guile beating up someone. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. question now. Have you seen the uh, have you seen the footage and the screenshots of the new Animal Crossing? Yeah, I saw a little bit, but not much. Well, it's like they're much taller now. <laughs> I thought I thought that was gonna be like like you know, make make your knee taller or shorter, but it seems like everyone is tall. Like even the animals. Well, I, like, I they all have freakishly long arms. They gotta pop out somehow, right? Yes. Um, I'm sure some people are really excited about Kingdom Hearts 3D. Um, Which might actually be Kingdom Hearts 3. It might, but from the uh, the demo that I saw at uh, E3, it's I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be a remake of the first one because it had Riku and it had Sora and it had that original uh, beach town that I can't remember the name of because I only played it. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's the original uh, getting a remake. Um, Sonic. Oh yes, Sonic. Yes, yeah, Sonic. Um, Mario Kart, definitely. Kid Icarus, Star Fox. Oh my goodness. It's going to be so much money. Paper Mario, Ocarina of Time. Resident Evil. Resident Evil looks so good. Graphic-wise, for the 3DS. Well, uh, me and my friend Mike, who was my coach way back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, we're super Resident Evil fans, and we're super fans of the plots of Resident Evil 5. And so... Now that Wesker is dead, apparently, main character Chris is going to be that guy. What? So, that is, even, even more so than, like, the graphics, that is what I'm excited about for Resident Evil 3. Yeah. yeah uh, Resident Evil, uh, what was it, Dimensions Oh, there's, an, there's, like, another Mercenaries game, and then there's this one. That, that better not be a separate game. That better be, like, a bundle. <laughs> I, I was saying that on the podcast uh, just a little while ago, we were recording two days ago. Yeah. If they, if, they, if they try to sell both of those as separate games, I'm going to sell it. We're going to buy them. Yeah. I read somewhere that, like, 
they're a little worried about like the Resident Evil games for 3DS like actually scaring gamers. I don't know about that, but like, That's sure they right. they can try it, whatever. Um, yeah. Resident Evil Five was in no way scary. It was an action movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see some of these. Other you know what? Another game that like I have to get without fail is Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh my God! Oh. Yes. It looks amazing, and if you guys have seen like the new trailer that they have for it, it's about like five minutes long. Uh, that was the like the first couple minutes up to of it up to the point where um, he's hanging off the cliff of the of the bridge, like the, from yeah. the beginning up to there. That was what the demo was at uh, at E3. So you can imagine like with all like the the snakes slithering by, the long snout of the alligator slash crocodile. I don't want to get into the semantics of what animal that actually is. Um, you know with the the ladder and the not the ladder the the bridge with the plank falling the nail log with all that stuff like you can imagine like how it looks oh, I'm so excited for that. oh yes yes and all, but, uh, all the if, if there's water on sussing that's a <laughs> done <laughs> um uh, there there needs yes. to be in the future Yakutan Saiban five a new Phoenix Wright game, uh, Ace Attorney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Needs to be done. Well, they're doing Ace Attorney Investigations, which is, is different than like the actual yeah, court games. That's the, the dude in Red Coco. Yeah, Miles Edgeworth. There you go. Yeah. You should play he's, those games. You would love those games. He's the Sasuke equivalent of a detective. Oh, no. No, don't even, don't even compare him to Sasuke. That's... So I hated him when I was playing Phoenix Wright, so I I kind of grew a distaste for him, even though like, apparently he's not that good. He he starts as a bad guy, but he learns his ways and becomes somewhat of an ally. You definitely should play it. It's it's awesome. Um, anything else that we should touch? There was so much 3DS news. It was amazing. I'm trying, I'm trying to think, because there's, I know I'm going to leave, and ten minutes later, I'm like, oh yeah, I think we're going to be there. Happens every time. Um, I, I did like, you know, from the screenshots we saw of Ocarina of Time, and even a little bit of the, the gameplay, because they have a video out with, like, little snippets of each of these different games. Oh, Mega Man Legends 3 is one. Hey, That's yeah. great for people are complaining about Ocarina of Time in these space models. What? That's yeah, like Green Island, almost. Well... No, it's more along the lines of the, the screenshots were kind of blurry because mm. they were t apparently they were taken just looking at the, the thing. Like, we didn't see the footage and it looked okay. Yeah. But apparently people don't like the way his mouth is or something. I really like the uh, the bottom the touch screen uh, interface for Ocarina Time. I really uh, like how that's working out. With the, <laughs> the iron <laughs> boots, the iron boots are probably just going to be touch on, touch off. going to be great. I am never in the Soviets to get insurance to turn on this freaking boots here. <laughs> I swear to God. Apparently, they even said that they were going to redo the water temple because it was too hard. No, don't redo the water temple. I thought the water temple was too hard. And I don't want them to redo it. I want them to make some key changes, like, like make the rooms, maybe it's even differentiate between the different rooms. Like, they have, like, even if they did something like, this is one more, there was going to be one more in this room, too. Yeah. 
I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, but Mega Man Legends 3. Honestly, I can't speak much from experience because I've never played uh, Legends 1 and 2, but that's great for you know, Inafune of Capcom to actually you know come back and, and make those games. People are really excited about that game. And uh, that's something yeah. you've got to research on your own if you're a big Mega Man fan. Um, because, because if I talk about it anymore, I'm just going to sound completely ignorant. Um... But no, that, that's that's 3DS, and we are excited, and we'll throw down whatever it'll cost. Um, there you go. Or you might get bit. You bit. Um, let's get into some mail time questions, then. We just got a letter. 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 Wonder who it's from. First one comes from Exo Raiko. What web comics, if any, are you or were you reading? I'm not like the biggest web comic person. Like I see, you know, some some Penny Arcade, uh, some VG Cats, some dueling analogs here and there. Kotaku is a really nice thing where they have Sunday comics, so. They really give like a roundup of a lot of different gaming podcasts. Uh, podcasts? What am I talking about? Web comics. They do uh, some you know gaming web comics, and so some of those are really nice. Um, the one I followed and still kind of follow to this day is, oh my goodness, I am blanking on the name. Least I could do. And I got that recommendation from Samurai Panda. It has a little bit of adult humor from time to time, but the characters in there are great, and it's not gaming related at all. But least I could do is one I definitely recommend. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. I just want the podcast, and I do that all the time. Isn't but it? Like, you wait for anything, yeah, you go for some podcasts. No, 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 no. But, uh, web comics, huh? I, I recently got into, uh, well, do you have you know, Rooster Teeth, the people who make uh, yeah. Murder's Club? Mm-hmm. I recently got into their comics. There's one. Really okay. Suicide Girls, I mean, what? Cyanide and Happiness. Yes, Cyanide and Happiness is great. Um, XKCD is another classic. It's a good one, too. Cyanide and Happiness, though, that's that's a classic. Yeah, Yeah, not not putting all of these in the show notes, that's for sure. Um, some ones that people are mentioning in the, the live stream chat. Brawl in the Family is a good one. I, I laugh a lot at Brawl in the Family. I've seen those linked uh, a lot of different places. Kid Rad, 8-Bit Theater. Um, Cyniac is, uh, makes his 8-Bit Theater sort of dub of sorts. i got to give him a shout-out for that. Cyniac, 1, 2, 3. Uh, Order of the Stick, Awkward Zombie... Sin. Uh, that was for, for YouTube, for Cyniac's project. I'm all over the place today. What is wrong with me? Um, two evil scientists. Yeah, they, they do make a lot of one. Even Little Karibo with Plushy Doom. Yeah. Webcomics oh. all over the place. Do you by any chance go to a website called Sonic Retro? Uh, I know a couple fans do consistently, but I do not. There's, there's, this, there's this new... I don't even know this is what you call comic, but it's like a little sideshow where they Scratch and brown there from the original Sonic cartoon. <laughs> Teach kids life lessons like, uh, do you hate school kids? Well, they're shopping your toothbrush and hold their teeth to teach your 
<laughs> it's 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 pretty funny. That it that does sound excellent. They were they are great characters. Even if they did sound a little bit demented. Uh next question, you you have an interesting answer for this apparently that I have not heard yet. Comes from DQP. Where were you when Michael Jackson died? A lot of his friends have been asking him this. I my my answer isn't so much where I was, but when it was. <laughs> well, recently I I've been talking to somebody about this, and I I, I said to him, you know, honestly, I don't I don't think I remember. I know I was more involved in playing video games. Why do you ask? And he's like, well, there was this big they did a big news thing. Like apparently somebody is is doing this foundation. Like if you can give the best story for where you were when Michael Jackson died, they will like feature you in like. Because the guy got Michael Jackson MMO coming out, right? Yeah, so apparently, if you can send in like the goofiest, not goofiest, but like best thing, I'll have to find a link for that. But uh, he was asking me in case I wanted to do something like that. I was in an early. And, and so if you've got one, if you're listening to this, if you've got one, look at that, that, uh, that uh, organization or whatever, and you might want a chance to do something cool. I see. But you don't remember. No, I I do remember talking to I think I really remember talking. That's how like how like the fact is I wasn't like doing anything important. I'm sure the fact it was like Michael Jackson was dead. So Wow. Hmm. I I was in the uh the Show Me News apartment with uh Samurai Panda and company and they were playing Brawl and I was in my room doing something. And I had the TV on, and it, the, like the story just came up out of nowhere. And like the first time I heard it, I thought it was like, because I it was like TMZ, and I'm I had never like really cared that much about TMZ. And I'm like, oh well, they have this negative stigma, blah blah blah. And it it like as time has gone on, like TMZ for the most part gets it right, even when they're before everyone else. So. Go figure. That was late June, I think. And then I remember, like, the week after, like, all that was on TV were, like, homages. And especially if you go to, like, VH1, it'd be, like, the same hour-long special that would run nonstop. And it would be, like, his career in a nutshell in an hour. Right. So, I, I don't know what a Michael Jackson, you know, question, you know, came up randomly in the, the Show Me Your News mail times, but... It was interesting, and we decided to ask it like this one, our last mail time question from Master of Fossils. What is the strangest thing you have ever eaten or seen someone else eat? Very bizarre question, I know. Now I'm thinking, because I've seen some bizarre things, like, uh, one of, one of which was, we had a Japanese who was trying to walk, and so he bring back for us, uh, meals from the country, but one time he brought back chocolate-covered crickets. Hmm. And he would give, it, it's not supposed to be something I've ever eaten, but how I ate it, why I ate it, he said he would give credits to anybody who had uh, enough cojones to come up and eat one hmm. in front of the whole class. And give like, the extra credit? And, yeah, and chew it. He had to chew it. So, uh, I, I walked up and uh, I like, took a bow and then plopped it in my 
tried to think for a long time about this because like I have a really really sensitive palate and you know, I'm, I'm going to transition into like another different kind of question after this regarding food but if you guys have ever had acorn squash don't have acorn squash no it's it's like the worst vegetable created and why do they even create it but like my my parents like made me have when I was little and it, I thought it was like the most disgusting thing it, it just sounds weird too acorn squash anyway I, I wanted to transition it with food like what are some of your favorite and least favorite foods apricots I will eat anything if I can put apricots on huh I, I love apricots I have uh, I have this pending order at uh, at Chakra. They they said they discontinued their their line of apricot preserves, and so I, I like I go in there and I have to actually go in and manually order crates of this stuff. So I love apricots and I love apricot preserves. Interesting. I put I put that on anything. I put that on pepperoni pizza. I put it on uh, I like, I like made peanut butter and apricot preserve sandwiches. I, I well, that that just, that sounds good. Peanut yeah. butter and like anything sandwich for the most part, if it's reasonable. I like it with a lot of spicy things. Like I'll chicken and rice and I'll put some of that in there. Mm -hmm. So I love apricots. What about least favorite? Least favorite. Least favorite. Maybe not eat, but drink. I recently had a beer. Like I, 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 I don't drink at all. I recently had a beer. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted in my life. Well, okay, the question is, what beer was it? Because there's a bunch of different kinds of beer. It was an MGD 64. Okay. So not only do they have one of the worst advertising campaigns for beer, but it's also <laughs> really bad. Got it. I see, I see. Well, then, there you go. Uh, yeah, beer is... Beer is definitely like an <laughs> Yeah, or... <laughs> oh my god. They're the worst commercials. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, beer is definitely like an acquired taste. My first beer, I had it with cheesecake. It was, it was, it was a Labatt Blue with cheesecake. I wouldn't recommend it. Especially when my brother's got his 21st birthday coming up in a few weeks. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, over time, like, beer is okay. As long as you don't have, like, the piss water kind. I imagine that. See, like Guinness, like Guinness is actually good, but it's like a really dark. Uh, anyway, I shouldn't talk that much about drinking on. See, no. we also got like mail time questions about like what's your favorite like drinking game or like what's the drunkest you ever got and like it. We still cater to like kids who are in their teens, so. Stay in school. Yes. Don't be a fool. And if you drink alcohol, all of your friends will die. I almost thought you said something different at first, but never mind. That's also inappropriate. Um, my favorite thing to eat. I'm a big burger fanatic. Oh, my goodness. Like, burgers and steak. Just, like, not the vulgar kind of meat. Because I knew people were going to go there and take it and run with it. But uh, a, a good, I, when, I, when I go to, like, a, a restaurant and they have, like, a cheeseburger, especially, like, a bacon cheeseburger... I have to try it. Absolutely. That, it's one of one of my things that I, I just have to do. Um, applesauce. When I was little, I had applesauce like all the time. And if 
I had like something that I didn't like, like acorn squash. I I had to have it with applesauce on the side just to like try to nullify the taste. Right. My my family like always joked that like we should have bought stock in Mott's because bought so many, you know, things of applesauce. That's, like, there you go. I, I have steak recently. I'm not a big fan of steak at all. And that banana crab preserve, so I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Well, that, that, that is an interesting combination that I could see working out easily. But do they have cinnamon chunky apricot preserves? I bet they don't, I, but they have cinnamon chunky applesauce, and it's the greatest creation of all time. I can make cinnamon chunky apricot preserves. Right. Um, and you know what else? Peanut butter and honey. It's it's totally a German thing, and I've heard people like say like, "Ew, I, I can't even imagine that." But peanut butter and honey is a fantastic combination that needs more credit. I would have never even thought to do that. Try it out. Try it out on my behalf on a sandwich, and I think you'll uh, like okay. it. Honey is way. Oh, that's true. It's sugar. Ah, gosh. Honey is pretty much sugar. Yes, it is. Too many good things are sugar. I apologize. That was. That's okay, I found that they make a lot of really good diabetic foods. So, I'm okay. Like, I have like, chocolate ice cream all the time. They have good sugar from chocolate ice cream. No kidding, that's awesome. Um, as far as things that I don't like, um, broccoli, broccoli flour, spinach. Like, I do like some, like carrots, peas, corn. Those are good vegetables that I like, but... There are a lot of vegetables I really do not like, uh, and broccoli is definitely high up there. Cauliflower. Broccoli flour and cauliflower and all that that stuff, yeah. I don't mind broccoli. Broccoli is okay if you put enough like salt and butter or cauliflower. And cheese. Uh, you have to put cheese on broccoli. Oh yes. But then again, cheese on like everything is really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Now I am really hungry. And I apologize if you're listening to the podcast and you've become really hungry. But then again, maybe acorn squash. Acorn squash, acorn squash will make you not hungry. Luckily for me, we finished cooking dinner just as we were about to record, so I just put it right in and I'm still munching on it. Excellent. Um, I, that's all we've got on our outline, really. Um, Is there anything else? You wanted to mention something. You wanted to give yes. a shout-out to... uh. A certain game studio that is fond to your heart. Yes, Nickelodeon Software is not doing too well. If you don't know who that is, uh, they're responsible for creating the Viscaya and Phantom Brave and a whole lot of other games, but more so Viscaya is the, the key title. So, um, Viscaya 4, which was recently announced, is, could possibly be their swan song. They're putting all of their effort into it, and if this game doesn't sell well, you know. So, if you can find it in your heart to support a really great uh, small game company, go ahead and go out and buy like uh, the PSP or the eMovie, uh, a Nikonichi software title, like uh, Phantom Brave. I mean, Disguise 1 and 2 are available on the PSP. They also have Disguise Infinite and Pretty, Can I Really Be a Hero? They're all very cheap, great games. And you'll get a ton of hours out of it. Like, I've, I've loved 113 hours into my Disguise 3 for the PS3. So, you'll get a lot of fun at the games. And they're, you know, relatively cheap, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, support them, go to their blogs, and all that. They've got a website. I believe they've got a forum. 
in vivo celibacy in the world. That's excellent. I mean, I know if Samurai Panda was were still around to be able to host the podcast, he would definitely give him a, a strong support as well. Because there were there were days in that apartment where I would you know wake up at seven in the morning and he would be you know he would be passed out like on the on the sofa with the lights still on and you know Discaea three would be in the PS three and it would just like be still on like the game would just be running. That's just the kind of game this guy is. Like, you can, it, I'm sure he's told you, but you can uh, level you guys up to 9999. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. And if you've got that, then you're going to have a ton of fun fighting. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a single person that I've uh, been uh, recommended it to that didn't instantly fall in love with it. So, I've gotten at least seven people I know to buy one or two games from the Bonichi software. And I also have to give a quick mention out to Yomacon, the uh, anime convention on Halloween, Halloween weekend in Detroit, Michigan, where we are having a panel. Uh, we just made a, a forum post at the Yomacon forum. So if you're going to Yomacon, join their forums. And in the panel section, we have our thread. Uh, there's also someone who's doing a competitive brawl panel. So that's pretty awesome. And uh, I, you know, give those threads some support. And it's going to be on that Thursday evening. We're going to have a our, our hour-long panel we're gonna audio and video record it it probably won't be live streamed um, we're still trying to piece together with a uh, sword hunter and cyberlink 420 and I we're trying to piece together what's gonna be in the panel uh, but we're gonna have it you know audio and video recorded that's at the end of this month it would be right episode 73 would be that weekend so we'll have that and also um, a, a little podcast of sorts in the hotel room with all the different Sminjas that decide to make it out there. So, hopefully, if you're in the area, you should join us for this epic Show Me Your News meetup of sorts. I've been mulling it over for quite a while, whether or not I can realistically go. Oh yeah. And uh, it's it's still on the teetering point. Like, like I'm so close to doing it, and then somebody says, "Oh yeah, did you guys do this?" I'm like, ah, go back. I'm gonna give so. you a hard shove in that go do it direction. <laughs> I, I would really, really like to. There are so many games and stuff that I'm saving up for. Hmm. Uh, but I need to buy. It's such a hard decision. So I very well may go. That would be very really cool. I very well may not also. So. Okay, well, I, I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Because uh, right. uh, in a couple of weeks on the show, we're probably going to be talking about uh, We Play and BA Jam. Those are um, some of the recently out games that will be next week. Or next show. And... That's about all I can think of for right now. It's going to be, uh, it has online features exclusively to the Wii, right? I think so. I don't think they have, like, versus play online, but uh, they have special features definitely to the Wii uh, for the NBA Jam. Because, yeah, NBA uh, Elite, which would be the equivalent of NBA Live 11, just got delayed indefinitely. And uh, Jam for the 360 and PS3 was going to be a bundle in that. But now they're making it a standalone game because that got delayed indefinitely. More crazy games that get delayed indefinitely for crazy reasons. I remember when they did that with Resident Evil DLC or whatever. Oh, not Resident Evil. Uh, Super Street Fighter 4. Oh, yeah. They said there was going to be a DLC pack and then it became a standalone game. Right. Did I say We Play? Oh, people in the chat are pointing out they said We Play. It's definitely We Party. Whoopsie. Oh, we Party, yes. That's what I'm saying. 
I really liked it. I tried the Japanese version. I'm excited for it. I don't know if it's worth the fifty dollars, but it's it's worth at least a rent. Frank uh, and BMW Parkinson actually went out to a convention and tried it and came back and told us all about it. So mm-hmm. it, it sounds like it's really, really cool. Like Mario Party without, you know, losing all of your friends. Exactly. Or, you know, your thumbs being ridiculously tired, the palms of your hands. you got to rotate the, the analog stick around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw a mark on my hand from that. It's like a permanent scar that's etched in there. Yeah. Well... Benardis, thank you so much. Uh, I, and thank you for the uh, end of the week, people who decided to turn out for the Show Me News chat. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, but hopefully you can you know spread the good word and all that. And it, we always like to give you know the podcasts we're friendly with a, a good plug. So end of the week, you guys do great stuff. And uh, you want to play? I asked them Oh, go for it. Uh, end of the week is no longer on iTunes. Upgrade your server, right? Yes. So, I even so we, we still can't figure out why. Apparently, we fixed that. We can't get it to work anymore. Strange. But if anybody listening to this knows of a way, like like a really strange way, or like a reason why it wouldn't work any longer, if you could follow that to Yoko so that he can tell me, that would be really cool. Because we are trying so hard to get it back on iTunes. Right now, we're posting. To compensate, we're posting on YouTube 10-minute previews. So, that's like our little way of fixing things. Yeah, we've, we've definitely experienced that with uh, Major League Gaming taking over Smash Boards, and we lost the entire fan. We, we know full well, and it, uh, it it just takes starting over, unfortunately. I, yeah. I, I hate to say that, but... No, you definitely have, have friends here at uh, Show Me News who, who support what you do, so... And thank you so much for coming on, and you're always a, a great contributor. Uh, it's a pleasure. I love showing you news. Excellent, excellent. So, on behalf of the Buzzsaw, I am Yoko. And I am the nurse. Let's pass it off to this week's... It's your turn! This week's It's Your Turn comes from Cafe Barista 46 and centers on the Mario timeline. Sure, Zelda timeline is infamous, but how do all the Mario games interact with each other? Let's listen to Cafe Barista 46 and find out. Hello, Show Me Your News forums. This is Cafe Barista 46 here, making my first appearance on Show Me Your News. I'm here to talk about the Mario series timeline. The Legend of Zelda has the most debatable timeline in video game history, but excluding that, Mario is a close second. There are 194 Mario video games, so it's impossible to accurately form a timeline. But, there are 25 games that can be connected through proof in the games. Even still, people mess up even these games, so I'm here to set the record straight. Without further ado, let's get started. The first game in the timeline is Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. In the opening cutscene, it mentions that Mario and Luigi were born that day. Therefore, this is the first game in the timeline. This is where most people get it wrong. They say that Yoshi's story comes first since Mario doesn't appear, and they assume that he isn't born yet. However, when you get to Baby Bowser at the end of the game, he calls Yoshi Mario's little pet. Therefore, Mario exists, so this comes after Yoshi's Island. The last game that featured the Mario Bros. in diapers was Yoshi's Island DS. 
The opening cutscene tells the story of Yoshi's Island, so this comes after. Although still babies and Mario and Luigi partners in time's past storyline, they are more mature and are wearing overalls, so this comes last in the baby arc. The first Mario game in terms of release is the arcade Donkey Kong, followed by Donkey Kong Jr. and then Donkey Kong 3. The story released by Nintendo at this time states that they come in this order. What comes next for DK? Well, he is now known as Cranky Kong. The DK of the arcade games is not the DK of the Donkey Kong Country games. Off topic slightly, the Donkey Kong Country games take place in order, as is shown through the opening cutscenes. The proof that the modern day Donkey Kong is not the arcade Donkey Kong is found in the manuals of the Donkey Kong Country games at numerous points. I've also heard, but can't confirm, that this is also shown in Donkey Kong's Snake Codec in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Getting back to the main Mario series, fans considered the series to officially begin in the NES Super Mario Bros., so let's start with that. The next game is Super Mario Bros. 3. I am not counting Super Mario Bros. 2, because that was not intended to be a Mario game. The instruction manual states that the Mario Bros. are going on another adventure. If this is another, then there must have been one sooner, namely, Super Mario Bros. 1. The next game was Super Mario World. The manual says that this takes place after Super Mario Bros. 3, and it tells how the sunken ghost ship at the entrance to the Valley of Bowser was a fallen airship from said game. The next game in this series is Super Mario 64. It's impossible to place on its own, but when we take a look at the next game, Super Mario Sunshine, everything falls into place. When Mario first receives Flood, a small screen in the bottom left shows Mario defeating Bowser in Super Mario Bros., Super Mario World, and Super Mario 64, so we know the order now. After Sunshine is New Super Mario Bros. The manual says that Bowser Jr. once sought Princess Peach to be his mother, obviously referring to the events of Super Mario Sunshine. The next series I would like to talk about is the Super Mario Land series. Though I've never played any games in this series, I'm going to try to the best of my ability to put them in order. Mario goes to Savasa Land in the first one to save Daisy from Tatanga. While he's gone, Wario takes over his castle, and Mario must reconquer it in the second game. The third game stars Wario as he tries to get his own castle, having failed at taking Mario's. The plot alone sums up the order, so I don't need to explain it. The next series that I would like to address is the Paper Mario series. In the original, Bowser, Peach, and Goombario all acknowledge that Mario has defeated Bowser many times before. At the time of release, this is Super Mario Bros. 1, Super Mario Bros. 3, Super Mario World, and Super Mario 64. Moving on to the Thousand Yard Door, Bao, whose name I'm probably mispronouncing, sorry about that, recognizes Mario. Additionally, Junior Troopa has wings and a spike in this game. Since he obtained these in the original game, it's obvious that Thousand Year Door comes after that. Super Paper Mario is last. Past party members are seen both as collectible cards and as background items in Fort Francis, as plushies and such. Additionally, Francis's Sekira Meows mention Brodus and Tubba Blubba. 
Therefore, the Paper Mario series takes place in order of release. The final series that I'd like to draw your attention to is the Mario & Luigi series. I've already covered the past element of Corners in Time, so let's focus on the present. If you speak to Fawful in the castle's basement, he mentions his defeat in Superstar Saga, and foreshadows his attack in Bowser's Inside Story. Thus, this takes place in order as well. The question is, where on the timeline does this occur? Well, in Paper Mario 2, Bowser mentioned that he used to work for Popple the Shadow Thief. And since that occurred in Superstar Saga, we know that the Mario and Luigi series is before that. There's one last thing. If you've been counting, I've mentioned 24 games when I promised 25. The last is Luigi's Mansion. Professor E. Gad first meets the Mario Bros here, and since they already know him in Sunshine and Partners in Time, we can see where this falls on the timeline. Also, he mentioned in the past Partners in Time that he would go to the woods to study ghosts, I think. It's been forever since I've played the game, so I don't know for sure, but if it's true, then this obviously refers to Luigi's Mansion. I've made a post going into more detail about my Mario timeline, my thoughts on how the games without proof can fit in, and direct quotes from the manuals to support all this. This can be found at Brawl in the Family's forums, so there's a chance that you've already seen it. In fact, I think I've linked it once or twice on Show Me Your News forums as well. For those of you who haven't seen it, I'm gonna post it here at the Show Me Your News forums as well, just as soon as this airs. So this is Cafe Barista 46 here, signing off. I'm sorry, you, you want an Easter egg this week? Here, here, here's what I'll give you. It's the slow clap you get for <laughs> sitting through this episode because I know I wouldn't have been able to. And again, I apologize, but this is out of my control and I am terribly frustrated with how this turned out. You guys know that I really like to put out my best as far as media goes and this was when this is the best I could turn out that's saying something but I didn't want to leave you guys empty handed and if you stuck through it and could make out the weird demonic gibberish 